I found myself feeling really bad um, for how I was being triggered, you know, by her normal childhood behaviors. And I realized that I was ill-equipped to parent her the way that I had hoped. And I realized that I had a skills deficit and I had to learn some new skills. And ultimately that led me to a search online and I found several books um, and that ultimately led me to a concept called conscious parenting. Because what I knew I didn't want to do is I knew I didn't want to hit my daughter. I didn't. I knew I didn't want to use verbal manipulation uh, and intimidation. But those are the things that I was doing, and I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to punish. I didn't want to do any of these things. And I wanted to figure out how can I be in relationship with my child to help nurture her and to grow and keep her safe and healthy, while at the same time, uh, you know, not doing those things that I saw being done, which were rooted in power over and control. The Grow Dialogue podcast is a liberation project that explores equity, inclusion, belonging, conflict resolution, and culture in the workplace and beyond, including in our personal relationships, families, and communities. Each week, Dr. Sunjata Sunjata and I will bring you insightful guest interviews and artistic expressions curated to amplify emerging voices who are sharing practices that support society's transition to a more collaborative, just, sustainable, and liberating coexistence. We live during a time when divisiveness and polarization dominate the social, economic, and political discourse. In response to this reality and empowered with the skills of authentic dialogue and systems thinking, Dr. Sunjata Sunjata created an anti-oppression framework for social sustainability called Theory of Indivisibility to help illuminate a different path forward. Our hope is that these conversations and calls to action will ignite tolerance and empathy and provide guidance for our global listeners who want to actively engage in ending all forms of oppression while creating thriving relationships in the workplace and beyond. I'm Mariella Marie. Let's grow dialogue. All right. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode here at the Grow Dialogue podcast. My name is Mariella Marie and as usual, super excited to roll into these next few minutes where I will be chatting one-on-one with Sunjata um, to introduce our next and final theme for season one, which is family culture. Hello, Mariella. It's good to be here with you once again. Well, I can't believe we're wrapping up season one here on the Grow Dialogue podcast. And so far this season, we've heard from so many beautiful minds who are bringing equitable and collaborative change within corporate spaces, popular culture spaces. And now up next, we'll be hearing from folks who are shaking things up in family culture spaces. So to wrap up this season, we'll be featuring three voices who are bringing uncommon perspectives within our modern culture, who are reshaping and reimagining what family culture is and envisioning what's next in family culture. But before we reveal our three featured voices to close out season one on the Grow Dialogue podcast, Sunjata, let's set the stage a little bit and let's uh, dive into your personal reflection and your awareness of family culture. So my first question for you today, Sunjata, is can you tell our listeners what family culture means to you and specifically how your lived experience has helped you define and redefine family culture? When I think about family culture, I think about what are the norms, the traditions, um, the, the feeling, and 
and just the overall energy around our family dynamic and when we're together and how we are for one another, how we show up for one another, um, you know, the levels of trust and, you know, things like that. Unfortunately, in some dynamics might be some fears and, you know, just, just various elements, you know, all make up family culture, um, you know, and one of the things that I, like to, that I like to share with people is that there is a family culture, whether you are intentional about creating it or not, your family has a culture. Uh, so, you know, what we're all about is, you know, helping folks to intentionally create family cultures at Grow Dialogue. And I know uh, we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later. So my, my lived experiences have definitely impacted how I understand family culture. And basically, you know, just in my, my evolution of becoming uh, a parent and having a family of my own, I was put into a position when my, when my first child was born and she was really young, where I'll never forget where I had to make a decision, you know, who I wanted to be. And I remember initially parenting her, um, well, I'll say before she was born, I remember um, thinking that I wanted to parent her differently because I had all this data on the things that I did not like about how I was parent as well parented growing up as well as some of the things that I did like and I was able to you know process that think through that and make decisions on the type of parent that I wanted to be and then when my daughter was born as she continued to you know grow up and mature right around when she hit the age of three you know and she started you know getting into having you know her own wants and needs and being able to verbalize them with you know, crying and, 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 you know, things like that, as well as being, um, let's say, resistant to the things that her mother and I may have asked her to do, et cetera. Um, I recall just getting really, really angry at times and not understanding why she couldn't listen and follow directions and all these various things. And I remember initially reverting back to some degree uh, to doing things that I saw growing up, doing things that were modeled for me by the adults in my life, my parents and my extended family when I was growing up. And a lot of that, you know, was things that I, I, I knew I didn't want to be, I didn't want to do. And they were rooted in violence, just to be blunt and candid, they were rooted in violence. And what I mean by that is physical violence. Uh, there were times where I would grab my daughter and like squeeze her arms. And, and try to get her to listen to me, um, you know, or punishments, things like sitting her somewhere and giving her timeouts and things like that. Um, using, you know, physical intimidation, just using my size and my voice to try to intimidate her, uh, to get her to move and, and, and move through the world in the ways that I thought she should, or to quote unquote, obey me, et cetera. And I found myself feeling really bad um, for how I was being triggered you know, by her normal childhood behaviors. And I realized that I was ill-equipped to parent her the way that I had hoped. And I realized that I had a skills deficit and I had to learn some new skills. And ultimately that led me to a search online and I found several books. Um, and that ultimately led me to a concept called conscious parenting. Because what I knew I didn't want to do is, I knew I didn't want to hit my daughter. I didn't. I knew I didn't want to use verbal manipulation uh, and intimidation. 
But those are the things that I was doing and I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to punish. I didn't want to do any of these things. And I wanted to figure out how can I be in relationship with my child to help nurture her and to grow and keep her safe and healthy while at the same time, um, you know, not doing those things that I saw being done, which were rooted in power over and control. And I wanted to move towards a relationship that was rooted in power with and collaboration with my daughter. And I didn't have the language for these things, but I had this inner knowing inside of me that this is the direction that I wanted to go. And ultimately my search and my, my willingness to accept that I didn't have the tools, you know, led me to finding Conscious Parenting and reading The Conscious Parent uh, by Dr. Shefali. And that book just totally changed my world. And then of course I went on to learn more and I'm excited about some of the guests that I'm gonna introduce you all to uh, through this, this series, through this, um, this theme, because these have been some of the people who continue to influence me on my, you know, my, my conscious parenting journey and just my desire to be in partnership with my daughter in a way that breeds mutual respect, as well as um, my, my daughter and my son, as well as ways that, um, you know, help them to grow up to be really, really uh, good communicators. And I know good, that's a, that's a loaded word and I can expand, but let's say communicate in ways where, um, you know, they're not wielding power over and control over others. They're not using violence. They're not, they're communicating non-violently um, and, and communicating in ways that are solutions oriented, et cetera, et cetera, because I'm able to model that for them and I've been able to do that for them from a very young age uh, because of that shift and that decision that I made. Wow, that's so beautiful. And I'm sure it was super challenging as well to take that leap of faith into restructuring how you want to show up and hold space as a parent for your children. So thanks for sharing your lived experience with us, Sunjata. And we'll be sure to add a link to the conscious parenting book that Sunjata mentioned here in the show notes for today's episode. Okay, so speaking of folks who are holding space with you in this intentional practice of conscious parenting and co-creating thriving communities, co-creating thriving families, we'll be publishing intimate interviews from Kurt Rai DeVoe, youth and community organizer at City Athletics, which is a family-operated rentable facility committed to giving back to Philadelphia communities. We'll also be chatting with Yolanda Williams, who is a conscious parenting coach a racial justice educator, and the creator of Parenting Decolonized. And last but not least, we'll be chatting with Akila S. Richards, who is a speaker, writer, podcaster, unschooler, and the creator of Raising Free People. I'm super excited to hear what these great minds are going to share on the podcast, but let's uh, introduce our guest speakers before we release their episodes. Uh, I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you met everyone. So can you tell us how you met Kurt Raid DeVoe and what attracts you to the way that he envisions family culture? Yeah, so so Kurt Raid DeVoe, which, you know, when you hear the show, you'll hear, hear him pronounce his name, his, his Arabic name properly. Um, but I, I, I met him as Curtis DeVoe, and he then uh, became a Muslim later on, um, you know, as we got older, because I met him as a ninth grader in high school. That's where he and I met as ninth graders. And, you know, it's been really cool, you know, with him being one of my best friends. Um, he's like a brother to me. And to watch him, you know, grow up and uh, mature and become a father and 
you know, the way that he leads, he's a leader for his family as well as his community is really, really inspiring. So I'm really uh, excited to share, you know, his story with you all uh, through his interview. And, you know, with him being, you know, having, let's see, three daughters, no, four daughters, um, and the ways that he interacts with his daughters, he has four daughters and one son, but specifically as a man, and the way that he, he parents his daughters was really inspiring to me. And he's someone that I lean on to this day when it comes to, you know, decisions that I make as a parent because of the, the ways that, that he's, you know, leads his family. So again, I'll save it for the show. I'm excited for you all to meet him. Beautiful. I love that. Well, we are totally looking forward to hearing uh, the episode where you have almost an hour uh, just picking Kurt's mind um, and sharing tools and resources uh, to support what he's working on. All right, so up next, can you tell us how you know Yolanda Williams and what attracts you to the way that she envisions family culture? So I know Yolanda Williams because Yolanda Williams has a Facebook page called Parents and Decolonize. But I first met Yolanda through her Facebook group, and I'm not sure how her group got on my radar. I'm pretty sure someone I know in the uh, self-directed education, unschooling, conscious parenting world shared this, uh, shared something from her group on Facebook, and that's how I found it. And her Facebook group is called Conscious Parenting for the Culture, and it's specifically for uh, people of African descent to learn and ask questions and share scenarios around conscious parenting. And it provides, you know, again, access to information as well as encouragement and advice and community for people who wanna raise their children in nonviolent ways. And people who wanna unlearn, you know, again, the physical and the verbal violence, the power over and control, and, and still f figure out how to peacefully be in a relationship uh, with our children and, and and all the things that I said previously that I learned, you know, about, about conscious parenting. So that's how I met Yolanda Williams. Then I learned that she had a podcast uh, called Parents and Decolonize and a Facebook page called Parents and Decolonize that is, you know, has tens of thousands of, 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 you know, people that follow that page and she's very active there. And it's a movement and it's so empowering. It's so encouraging. And, you know, I just appreciate you know, her her desire to help parents, you know, be in relationships with their young people that don't require them, again, wielding power over control and violence. That's pretty much what um, is attractive about what Yolanda has to say about family culture. Amazing. I see all of the beautiful things that she's doing. I signed up for her newsletter and she is definitely just rocking it out in the space of just decolonizing our minds, decolonizing the way that we um, collaborate together as family units, as community units. So I, I, I'm really looking forward as well to hearing uh, you share space with Yolanda Williams. All right, so last but not least, can you tell us how you know Akila S. Richards and what attracts you to the way that she envisions family culture? When I think about Akila Richards, um, you know, again, you'll hear about how I met Akila more specifically in the show, but Akila has a platform called Raising Free People. And she has a podcast called Fair of the Free Child. She wrote a book called Raising Free People. Her website is raisingfreepeople.com. And I met Akilah again, just, oh my goodness, it was serendipitous. And you have to listen to the show to find out. But what I'll say is that, you know, Akilah, I met her when I was on my unschooling journey and learning about self-directed education. And just, again, my, my, my desire, I had this 
for whatever reason, this, this pull to figure out ways to be in relationship with young people that could help them to self-actualize and optimize their, their fullest potential. And for me, you know, when I learned about unschooling and self-directed education, which are often used interchangeably, I saw that as, um, as an outlet, you know, as a beacon of hope. At the time I was teaching in, in elementary schools and I felt like the system wasn't designed in a way where every child could truly, um, you know, figure out who they were and, and, and maximize their natural innate abilities in the world. I felt like the system was designed to create successes and failures. And when I found unschooling self-directed education, um, and primarily, and especially when I started listening to Akila, you know, I realized that this, this, this paradigm of learning is something that's accessible to all, and there is no success or failure. It's just the concept that everyone is born to think and learn. And if we create the conditions for young people to have a path to think and learn, um, you know, in ways that best suit them, you know, it could set them up for, for long-term success. Um, you know, so I was really attracted to that. And that's how I, you know, uh, came to meet Akila, And that's what attracted me to the way that she envisions family culture, because the way that her and her partner, you know, unschooled their daughter, their daughters is just a part of, you know, how she shares her work with the world. And it's been so inspiring and their family culture is so inspiring. So yes, can't wait for you all to meet Akila. Yes. Um, everything on her podcast and her website is just an, an incredible amount of resources and support. So I definitely um, am looking forward to you sharing virtual space with Akilah S. Richards and for our listeners to just eat up all the things that you all are going to crack open on that episode. So at Grow Dialogue, we offer a co-creating a thriving family culture training. Some of you may already know this. Some of you may already have participated. So we appreciate your support there. Sunjata, can you take us behind the scenes and tell us what prompted you to create this offering and training? And also, what's the goal of this training? What does it include? Co-creating a thriving family culture. I'm so excited to share this offering with our Grow Dialogue podcast listeners. This offering is something that, it's just a combination of literally, you know, my parenting journey, my decision to shift, you know, the way I parent, to learn from the past, to learn from the ways that I was parented, parented, and you know just just evolve you know as a human as humans we're always evolving and you know we're always learning from the previous generations and figuring out how to do things a little better and i understand the previous generations did the best they could and i just think it's up to us to do the best we can and for me doing the best that i can was just again learning how to parent and be in relationship with my children in ways that were non-violent but also in relationship with my you know my partners and my loves um, in nonviolent ways. And co-creating a thriving family culture, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, it's about learning. Uh, it's about being intentional and making a decision that, you know, I want to make sure that I have a healthy, thriving family culture that isn't um, rooted in arguing, isn't rooted in, you know, resentment being breeded, isn't rooted in someone wielding power over and control because of the way that historically, you know, the power dynamics have been set up in family cultures where, you know, it's like this hierarchy of the dad, then the mom, and then the oldest child to the youngest in terms of listen and obey, listen and obey, listen and obey. 
And ultimately, you know, again, it breeds infighting, it breeds resentment, and it just doesn't allow families, um, you know, from my perspective, it doesn't allow families to, uh, who, who, who lean on those traditional hierarchical, you know, um, models of being in a relationship with one another, it doesn't allow families to reach their fullest potential. And so, you know, one of the reasons why I decided to create this training is because as someone who's been a serial entrepreneur, one of the things that we always did when we started a business was we created our mission statement, our vision statement, and our core values. And I thought to myself, if I'm willing to be that intentional about creating a business and making sure that our business has a foundation of very distinct things that me and my business partners agreed upon in terms of how we want to be for one another, for one another as well as for our our the people we would serve as our customers, you know, it started coming to my mind, well, why can't we do that as a family? Why can't we all agree on how we want to communicate, how we want our relationship to feel? And, you know, what what values do we want to, to be the foundation of these relationships? And then hold ourselves accountable to living those ideals and those values, the same ways that I did within my businesses. And that's ultimately what sparked, you know, the idea behind the training. And so what you'll get within this training is, you know, four workshops uh, with myself, Mary Ella Marie, <laughs> and Thomas Parker. Um, you know, all of us are Grow Dialogue facilitators and coaches. And, you know, I'm really excited for you, uh, the listeners, the watchers to, you know, be able to meet, you know, Thomas, because a lot of you, obviously you meet Mary Ella through the podcast, but I'm excited for you to meet Thomas as well and kind of get a sneak peek into uh, the other side of our work in, in addition to, you know, the podcast work. Great. And for folks listening now who might be curious about this training, what are some signs that they may be a good candidate for this training and that the tools we offer will serve them? I would think that you would be a good candidate for this training if you, you just realize that the culture, the conditions within your, your relationships, because you could take this as a couple or partners um, or as a family dynamic with children or an extended family, you know, of siblings and parents, et cetera, no matter what the dynamic or small groups of people, you know, that, that, that whole space together in any context, this is a great training for you. And I would say, you know, again, you're a candidate if you, everything I said resonates, um, you know, you realize that you're kind of always in the situation where you're putting out fires and you would like to be more proactive, create this common language that we help you create through the training so that when, you know, change happens or tensions rise, you have something to look back on that can guide you on how to shift the energy, you know, because tension is inevitable, unfortunately, you know, signals will get crossed. We're humans. However, it doesn't have to devolve um, or deteriorate relationships. It, it doesn't have to resort in arguing and bickering and yelling and resentment or some people withdrawing and holding in their feelings and not feeling like they're hurt within a relationship. So if any of those things you know, those, those, those negative elements are playing out in your relationships and you believe that investing in your family or your relationships, no matter the context, um, you know, is something that would, would bring value, then this, this training is for you. Yes, I have experienced firsthand um, as a facilitator and um, just, you know, being on both sides. I, I also took the course, took the training um, before I started to facilitate and I definitely 
uh, believe in the work and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some of our listeners sign up for the training. So Sunjata, what kind of feedback have you received from past participants? We've gotten great feedback, you know, just great feedback from, from others who have taken this training. Um, you know, I've done it over the years and in several different iterations, uh, whether it be, you know, live trainings that I've done virtually in person, um, or now the recorded version that we're, we're about to put out, uh, where folks can take it on demand at any time. And, you know, when you go to our website, you'll see a lot of the reviews, but you know, what I can say is, um, it's humbling, you know, to hear people say that, you know, uh, this training has, has given them direction and has given them hope in terms of, you know, getting back onto the same page with the people in their lives, the people they love, um, those folks who are willing to learn new skills in order to do so. Um, you know, it, it really feels really good. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful for it. I'm not going to read you all, you know, the feedback, because again, I encourage you to go to our website um, where you can read some of the reviews that we've put on the site. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really humbling to, to receive such positive feedback. Great. And finally, how can folks sign up for this training? So if you visit our website, growdialogue.com forward slash families, you'll get all the details of when, uh, you know, on how you can take this course. And we also have a community uh, for ongoing, uh, you know, communication where you can communicate with other people who have taken the course for some for community and camaraderie and accountability. And we also do a monthly coaching call where, you know, one of us, Mariella, myself or Thomas will will jump onto a Zoom and just talk through some scenarios and, and give our advice and perspectives based on, you know, the things that we've learned from doing this within our lives, uh, doing these practices within our lives, as well as going deeper into some of the trainings. Um, as I said, there's four workshops and we'll you'll get a lot of good content and information, um, but there's more and we'll have an opportunity to go even deeper uh, within these coaching calls. So I hope that, you know, something that I said really resonates and some of you will, will, will make the decision to, to sign up for the course and well, the training and um, we'll see you there. Thanks, Mariella. <laughs> As always, until next time, I love y'all. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Dialogue podcast. Remember to join our Grow Dialogue community to continue the conversation, activate authentic dialogue, and to get exclusive content, discounts, and special offers on curated artwork and music from independent artists from the Americas. Check out our show notes for more info and visit www.growdialogue.com to join our live events. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. We really appreciate your support.